It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Closing out close games when that's your issue? Just win by over 30 points. That's fine. This is happening in Auburn, Alabama. We're a football school, but we're also an everything school. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, welcoming you into the Henry Service Company post-game show. Daryl Dapper is joining me as he does after every single Auburn basketball game. And we are talking about a huge win and a game that Bruce Pearl called the biggest game of the season. The Auburn Tigers defeat the Missouri Tigers 89-56 to in what could be a statement game. When, when the season's all said and done, depending on how it uh, how these next few games go, Daryl Dabridge? Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, a couple of things right off the bat. First of all, I talked last week or in the last on Saturday that we were going to learn a lot about this basketball team with how they came out and played tonight. And they emphatically, emphatically answered some questions. Because here's the thing. I want to keep this in perspective. I never try to get the highs too highs or the lows too lows. And, and, you know, this is a step in the right direction. This is the first step getting back to where Auburn needs to be. But a couple things that I saw that make me bug, like you guys would say. Sure. Number one, when they had to have a game, the absolute biggest game of mm. the year. It is. Mm. I mean, you can't overstate it. You can't be you know, dramatic about it. This was Auburn's biggest game for a variety of reasons. When they had to have their biggest game and their best performance, they provided us with their best performance of the year. And then on the other side, things that we have been waiting for, pleading for, begging to happen, finally happened tonight. Players stepped up that we've been wanting to step up. They hit yes. the three like the 2019-20 team. Oh, yes, Carter, I mean, you know, the way the differential in rebounds and shooting the, the basketball, the way we've been begging for them to shoot. And they didn't get away from what got them to this point of the season, 17 wins. They absolutely deed it up tonight. That was one of the mm. most elite defensive performances. Mm. This is no slouch. This team had 19 wins, Missouri did. They were a seventh seed projection. They just came off beating Tennessee at Tennessee and hung, what, 80 on supposedly the best defensive team in the country? And Auburn says, no, I don't think so. We're going to show you what defense is. That's right. They they locked them down. And they did it early, Daryl. And then, I mean, when you do it like that for 40 minutes – there's nothing fluky about it. It's just we are going to go in with a game plan to lock you down, and they did it. They absolutely did it. And just looking at the comparisons of this, <laughs> Auburn shot 48% from the floor. Missouri shot 32. Auburn shot 50% from three. Missouri shot 23. And, I mean, just looking at they got out-rebound. Auburn out-rebounded Missouri 48-26. to 26. There's not a statistic. What? This is what yeah, this is what what you're saying is nothing fluky about it at all. I mean, this was an absolute statement game against 
Jimmy Dykes kept saying it tonight, and I'm glad he did. He kept saying, folks, what they're doing tonight, they're doing against a good basketball team. This is a tournament team. This is a team that was, you know, basically playing as good as anybody in the conference other than Alabama is what I heard coming into this game. And you hold them to 56, so you don't mm. get away from your identity, which is winning games defensively, but then all of a sudden the other parts of your game click. Your field goal percentage, your three-point percentage, you absolutely smoke them on the re on the boards. And when that happens, look, it's just the universal line tonight. It just did. I don't care who came in to Neville Arena tonight. I don't. Again, I, if Auburn played like this last Saturday, they win the game. And I don't care who comes in. They Purdue beat almost anybody in the country if they play like they did tonight. tonight they could have. Now, this is this sustainable? Probably not. But is it enough to give you a glimpse of what they could become mm -hmm. and what they could be? And maybe what some of these players start to have some self-belief, a Dylan Cardwell that says, I'm not just a role player that comes in and gives you four points. I can do some things offensively. Right. I can contribute with eight points and 10 rebounds. You know, those kind of things are what you build on. KD Johnson may have found himself tonight and got his swagger back and said, I can hit the three, and I can be a nemesis and be disruptive. All those things matter, but at the end of the night, the one thing that is irrefutable, when Auburn had to have a basketball game and win a basketball game tonight more than anything else, they had their best performance. Think about that. Dwell on that. They needed this game, and they came out and provided the, you know, the fans with the best performance of the year. You talk about pressure and tight and being right. nervous about because how big this game is. That to me is what's huge. Is it was an elite performance all the way across the board. It's pure dominance, pure dominance, and guys that don't always step up stepped up. I mean, this is what if if Katie and Alan Flanagan can score efficiently and not be a liability on offense. This is what this team can look like. And yeah. when everybody says, you know, this isn't the 2019 team, and it's probably not, but we didn't look at Jared Harper and Bryce Brown that way until after that run happened. They were good shooters. Don't get me wrong, but everything fell in place, and they did that historic, magical run. Everybody needs to step up and fall in line. This is what that looks like. KD and Alan Flanagan, to me, is the storyline. And we can look at Wendell, you know, five points. He was 0 for 4 from the floor. He got a charity stripe five times, scored all five of those. But, like, that's not – I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think when when the sum of its parts, when the, when the pieces, when the role players of this team can show that they can score in double digits, Auburn's going to be really, really tough to beat. It's just – I don't know how much we can bank on that happening, Daryl. But tonight it happened, and I think it should be celebrated. You know, Wendell Green did have nine assists, which, you know, I, I get Delicious. he only had five points. He had nine assists, which is what mm -hmm. you want your point card to do. Uh, Flanagan had 16 points by only shooting two three-pointers. Two three-point attempts mm -hmm. and had 16. Okay, so what does that tell me? He figured out that I'm going to go to the basket. I'm going to hit the range. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he attacked the rim. And that's now he opened up with a big three. I think he set the tone for the night. He hit that three, and it was like three nothing that quick. Um, I just think that, you know, that that's really 
he's in a good place if he does that. If he plays that way, uh, I, I'll tell you what, I know this. I know that something was said. I think Bruce probably got on them pretty hard Sunday and Monday at practice. I think mm-hmm. he probably said, look, we're not playing the way we are supposed to be playing. You're on the verge of missing the NCAA tournament and probably got some dudes' attention because they played that way tonight. They absolutely did. Donnie asked, how many conference game did the Final Four team lose? Weird way to phrase that question. I think they were 12-6. I think they were 11-7. Yeah. Okay. You can check it. You got that nice monitor. You can check that out with. But I think they were 11-7. And And I remember them struggling a little bit and going on the road at Georgia. And Chuma hit a big three to win it. And that that was a springboard. I felt like after they won that game, they were going to get in the tournament because they were in the bubble until then, mm-hmm. and that kind of springboarded them. This kind of performance. Uh, now, again, you've got to stack these, but look, there was nothing. Fl- this was a statement. It was emphatic. I don't know how. 11 and 7. You're right. I don't know how you can look at this from a a, a ranking standpoint. or I mean, I, I get it. The, the analytics that are non-biased, that are just numbers – you win by 30 or you went, you know, in this kind of scenario with net and all that, but the eyeball test, the eyeball test, this was the most impressive win of the year. And probably going back to, you know, a game in January, maybe last year, because they got on that little funk towards the end of the year. Sure. Um, Yeah. Let's, and and I just want to, I just want to reinforce, you know, how big of a win this is. And uh, Donnie, I just want to make sure Daryl is correct. It is 11 and 7 to answer your question. Um, but going into tonight, you know, just uh, the SEC slate of action tonight, Missouri, Auburn, and Kentucky were all tied fourth, fifth, and sixth, respectively, at seven and five in conference play. And you beat one of them. You beat Missouri. And so now Auburn, once again, Daryl is a top four team in the conference, getting that double bye when the SEC tournament rolls around. Like that's once again, that's what we're looking at. And we talked about this before, even on Saturday when we were kind of heartbroken, let's just call it what it was. And we're like, well, still every projection had Auburn losing on Saturday and still going 11 and seven in the SEC. They had them winning tonight, surely, but not by this margin, Daryl. But once again, 11 and seven is in play. Obviously you can go 12 and six. I think that'd be incredible. But a top four seed in the SEC is still in play all of a sudden. And if you play like that, it could be even higher. Well, tonight, this is why it was another – tonight with this win, Auburn now sits alone in fourth place, do they not? They've separated themselves from Missouri. Of course, Kentucky hasn't played. But Auburn isn't by themselves in fourth place behind A&M, Tennessee, and Alabama. So mm-hmm. that's another reason why it was so big because the team tied with you besides Kentucky – in that little log jam for fourth place, you've just got a little separation. And, oh, by the way, you don't play them again, so now you owe the tie, own the tiebreaker against them as well. Point. That's a good point, Daryl. That's why the Kentucky game is so big, too. Now, of course, Kentucky can end up losing a couple more before, before the time that Auburn gets in there and plays them at Rupp. Uh, but if, if Auburn and Missouri go down to the wire and they're tied, Auburn gets the nod because of this win tonight. There were so many – Gigantic factors, 19 and six, tied with you in the conference. Uh, the way Missouri's playing, potential quad one win. Right. I mean, there were a lot of things that just lined up. And then you go out and absolutely take their manhood. And and 
look, let, let's not underestimate when we're talking about defensive, being defensively elite. In my opinion, Kobe Brown is one of the top three players in the SEC. And if, when I go eat my cereal tomorrow morning, he's going to be on the side of my milk carton because he was not, he was not existent. He nice. was missing in action. What kind of and cereal are you going to have? I'm going to have, I think I'm going to go with a little uh, Fruit Loops tomorrow. Strong. Yeah, I'm going to go with a little Fruit Loops in, in honor of Jeff Goodman. Um, so <laughs> I think that, I think that, uh, I wasn't I think ready that, for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he's just a little, he's just a little loopy, right? Little, little goony. But, um, sure, sure. Yeah. So I just don't, I mean, again, there's so many factors of some things that Auburn did tonight that you look at the, def- I mean, we could just be excited about the offensive performance alone. But they Zep Jasper quietly two of three from three, by the yeah, way. Yeah. And they were, and you know what? I think he could have hit that first one too. And then he, he like looked a little bit like scared to take another one. So I'm glad he came back and hit two in a row. That'll do wonders for his confidence. Uh, yeah, no question about it. Gavin asking, is this considered a quad one win? We looked that up on Saturday. I think it's just outside. I think it's a high quad two, Gavin. Still, I'll take it. It's an SEC win. That that's what we really need to be holding on to. It's an SEC win against the team that you were tied with in the standings. And now you go to Vanderbilt, a team that beat South Carolina tonight. And they're right behind you. They're currently seven and six. Auburn's now eight and five. You talk about seeding and kind of fending off the folks behind you. You got a great opportunity to do that on Saturday. Yeah, I think we'll probably there's somebody in the the chat that's saying it is a, a quad one win. These things change so quickly for teams that are on that quad. Wings one of high like, blood pressure says that. Yes, that's a great great name. You mm-hmm. know, like Northwestern would would. I'm going to throw a big word at you. Vacillate between one and two. Are you allowed uh, to say that? Do, yeah, we're allowed to say that. So they well, they would vacillate. go back and forth. Yeah, they would okay. go back and forth between one and two. But at the end of the year, if Missouri takes care of business, this can end up being because right now Auburn's got two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. You know, going into tomorrow night, that that's why it's just big. And then again, I don't know. I don't know how much they take in consideration that you smoke them. I don't. I mean, go back and look and see when the last time Missouri got thirty got beat by thirty four. In an SEC, in a conference game, I mean that—that's the other thing too. I went. I mean, you know, this is the kind of performance that I've been waiting for all year. When I'd say, "Why do other teams in the SEC? Why can they beat somebody thirty and and put it on cruise control and relax a little bit when you're watching the game?" You know, and Auburn just seems to have to really mm-hmm. fight and battle. You know, even though we beat Georgia pretty handily a couple weeks ago, this was one of those games. At halftime, it was over. Right. Over. You could and, you and it to, wasn't one of those things where like, okay, we're up twelve or whatever. I hope we don't, right. you know, just ruin yeah. this. Like it was done. Like neither team needed to play in the second half. It's funny that this is how I don't know, fatalist I am. Missouri cut it to sixteen in the first half with about two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Dykes was like, Oh, they can get it to ten or twelve. And I'm going, here we go. And right. you know what Auburn did? It, you blinked. You went up to get a, a, a adult beverage, and they were up 22. That's it. They stepped on their throat. That was the game. That was ball game. They ended right. them right there. And the half wasn't even over yet. I mean, there were people at the game that probably got on with their Valentine's Day, took their sweethearts out somewhere to eat because it was over. That's right. 
Harrison saying we beat Missouri in 2019 by 32. And see, hey, that's good karma, right? That's uh, good. That's a good little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's a happy coincidence. Yeah, I like uh, it. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. Um, look, some days you just have days where everything goes right, and then just out of the blue, something happens. Maybe you're like Missouri, and just things don't. You, you come home, and there's an issue in your home. Henry Service Company the folks you need to call because it doesn't really matter what it is. They have you covered, uh, whether it's electrical plumbing, uh, HVAC, Daryl, you've dealt with this with your company. You've got all kinds of big pieces of equipment. Something yeah. goes wrong. doesn't matter what day. doesn't matter what time you call Henry's service company, 334-288-2700. And they've been on the spot every single time. Really, they have. And, and, and again, it's service. People talk about that. It sounds so cliche. But all I would do is just give tell people to try it out. I, I'm not lying. You'll see. You call them. They right. are there. They call. They answer their phone. That's big time in this day and age. It really is. Yep. Morgan Wyoming says in the chat here, need to give Mizzou Henry's number. They broke. There's no question about it. 334-288-2700. Yeah. Thank you, Warrior Wyoming. That was a very great point and very gracious of you. Alabama license number 00021. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate. Save money and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, Daryl, looking ahead now, can you take what happened tonight and say, okay, we feel better about the remainder of the schedule. We feel better about Auburn going to Vanderbilt. We feel better about Auburn hosting Ole Miss. We feel better about Auburn going to Kentucky. We feel better about Auburn going to Tuscaloosa and Auburn hosting the Tennessee Vols in the season finale. Is what happened tonight enough to feel good about the remainder of the schedule? You said four and two when we talked about this on Saturday. What happened tonight, in my mind, makes that seem much more likely. It does. Your only is, you know, your momentum and how you feel about yourself only lasts until your next game. But I do believe that you could have absolutely lost the season tonight. I mean, I don't want to be dramatic, but if over. Auburn comes back yeah. at home tonight and loses this game, mm -hmm. I don't know how emotionally, psychologically, they get right and go on a run that they need to go on to get in the turn. I just don't. I think it could have broke them. So when how they responded when it was really crunching time, um, you know, where it was like, oh, man, you talk about pressure. You better win this game after losing five of six. They didn't just, like, hang on and win right. a game ugly. They made a perform. They, they made a statement. That is why I think you should have some optimism going into these last five games because of how it got done tonight. Look, we can – you know, we, people can say, well, Auburn went on that nice streak when they won five in a row. I get it. But at no point during the year did we ever look like we looked tonight. Period. Yeah. End of story. It was impressive. Yeah, folks in the live chat, James, scandalous misconduct is also saying it. You know, what if we beat Bama? Like, 
And if you if you shoot fifty percent from three, you're you're gonna beat anybody. Yeah, right? you, I mean that's you, like let, you let's, will. Just, let's just be honest. You'll beat anybody, right? You you out rebound somebody by twenty, hold them under sixty, and shoot fifty percent. You'll beat the freaking globe trotters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you destroy. I mean, yeah, I yeah. Mean, you destroy anybody. I, mean, I don't you play. care who comes in there. You will win the basketball game. Period. I was asked this morning on the radio, like, okay, what about Missouri? Do Auburn fans need to pay attention to watching this game? And I, I said, this game's not about Missouri. Like, I'm sorry. It's just not. This game's about Auburn. Can Auburn do what they need to do? Can folks take care of the basketball? Can we have effective scorers? And can we shoot the ball at a clip that we're capable of doing? And they did it. Yeah. Did it. Man. What happened tonight yeah. wasn't about Missouri. Nope. And, like, they could have shot better, right? But, like, let's don't discredit what Auburn did defensively and especially what they did offensively. Like, th- this game wasn't about Missouri. Bruce Pearl made that very clear. This is a must-win, biggest game of the season, and his guys responded. And that's that's it, Daryl. I mean, that's what we're looking at here. Yeah, great point. We talked about that Saturday. We said, you know, the rest, whatever happens from here on out, we're going to have to talk about Auburn. It's going to have to be about Auburn and their performance and what they can take care of because we know what they are. We know what they can do. We know what their, you know, their 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 DNA, what what where they've got to this point in the season. Yeah. So. You know, Missouri didn't shoot the basketball well. But I always go back to if you're a good defensive team and have a track record this year of play, I mean, Northwestern scored 42 against Auburn and beat Purdue Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Digest that. Tennessee in the 40s. Now, Auburn was in the 40s for those games too. But I'm just saying defensively, this isn't a fluke or a flash in the pan, they have held teams below their scoring averages. And that will travel on the road. So when you get into the tournament, you get into the postseason, everything's tight. Everyone's tight. Games are tight. They're lower scoring. That's why the offense had to come along for the ride tonight. And, again, we don't know if it's sustainable, but mm-hmm. I, but, but we didn't know it's if not. the facts but, shooting but you know 50% what? from three is not sustainable. No, but you know what? The bad shooting, the abysmal shooting isn't sustainable either, hopefully. Totally. Somewhere you, Great point. You just want to go somewhere in the middle, right? Great just point. be a little more consistent. That's all. Um, GTAU92 says, who knew Trey could dunk? What an explosive play. We haven't really been able to see him get a free drive like that. More impressive dunk tonight. Trey Donaldson or Alan Flanagan's? I think Trey's just because he's shorter, right? I mean, he's got to get up higher. He's got to, he's got to get more more air. But didn't so it kind of feel like Allen's was all right? We had a pretty decent lead, and then Alan Flanagan does that, and it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah. It, here we they're, go. Game, they're game changers. I've said that before about dunks; they just count for two points. But I think they completely shift the motion. And and they they what they do is they they take st- something out of you as an opponent. I, I just feel that way. I just think they take something. You take a little bit of their heart a little bit and step on their chest when you throw one down on somebody. So yeah. that's why they're big. But you know Trey Donaldson, to his credit, is the reason why you know Brian Harson had a top thirty recruiting class because he got to count for the football recruiting class, which was a, which was a joke. Oh, uh, that's right. Top twenty, to be fair. Top. 20. Okay, my bad. It would have been twenty-two without him. He got. Oh, 19. that's it. I think so. 
Okay. I think so. Yeah. I think it was the difference between 22 and 19, I think. Oh, okay. Well. Eisen says, I could also kiss Daryl right now. I do not think that we are Final Four worthy, but who cares? That game sent me back to 2019. Look, Good I know thoughts. it's Valentine's Day, but let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. Um, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Let's see. Warrior Wyoming says, if Wynn can average seven to nine assists with zero to one turnovers, we are going to be a problem for teams. Yeah, I love Wendell's passing. I actually think he's a better passer than he is shooter. But the current state of the roster and the way things have been playing, and we vented about this Saturday after the loss to Alabama, it's like if other guys could step up, his assists would go up, right? I mean, that's just kind of that's just kind of part of it. He can find guys open, but if they don't make the shot, um, it doesn't matter. So I'm with you because if 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 Wendell's getting that many assists in a game, it means other guys are scoring. So I'm 100% with you on that. Auburn will win a, a large share if it's basketball games. If you look at the score sheet and Wendell Green has 11 or 12 assists, I don't care what his point total is. They will win because you know then he's distributing the basketball. He's not getting double teamed. He's not having to force shots because he doesn't feel like he's their only offensive option. That's huge. And look, Broom, let's talk about that. Had 20, landed awkwardly on two of those dunks. If he had stayed in the game, he could have went for 30 tonight easy. Kind of a quiet 22, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't super explosive. It was just super routine, doing like a just a solid play after solid play over the course of 40 minutes. Um, How many? He only played, well, he only did that in 21 minutes. That's actually kind of remarkable. I mean, that's, wow. I mean, that, and you know, that was the thing. People were kind of, well, we're, you know, he didn't show up against Alabama. He got some foul trouble. And I think the Mm -hmm. refs called that game a little bit differently for him. And so that affected him offensively. And so that, that changed the, the, the free and easy Janai that you yeah. saw tonight is capable of dropping 30 on your head. And, That's right. I, I, and against a team that had 19 wins and just went on the road. I mean, he's not doing this against Elon. No, you're right. Right. Or he's not doing this against Belmont. He's doing it. He's doing against it against a tournament team. team. A, a, a seven C coming in today projection. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Williams, you want to guess what his plus minus was? Plus three. Plus 34. Wow. We had two guys that were plus 30 on the game. Jalen Williams was plus 34. Alan Flanagan was plus 32. That's stupid. That's mm, unbelievable. That's winning. I mean, that's another stat that you, you look at besides rebounding and field goal percentage and all that. I mean, and you know what else they did? They were 80% from the free throw line. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they, they did it all tonight except wipe up the floor when it was dead balls. I mean, I, I, mean, I kind of feel like they did that too. Yeah, I mean, there was like every – I mean, it was – this was a complete – I have not seen this type of performance in a while. I'm just going to be honest. Again, I don't, I'm not for over-the-top exaggerated comments. If I say it, it's not trying to pump something up because I truly, truly believe it. This I mean, Daryl – Eyeball test. It was everything. It was everything, though. It felt different and looked different. And you could just see that it was like a wave. It was like the the momentum and everything just seemed like it it was lighter. A flip, a switch was flipped. And let's hope that it it propels them. Now, you go to Nashville and just all you got to do is win, right? I mean, defensively, do what you got to do to keep Vanderbilt in the 50s. 
or 60s and you have a good chance. Get to uh, yeah, I'm whatever. with you. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, literally, literally everything. We talked about the shooting numbers. Uh, Missouri had 16 turnovers. Auburn had 15. They won that one by one. Points off turnovers. Auburn wins that 23 to 21. Total rebounds. Auburn wins 48 to 26. Second chance points, 17 to 8. Bench points, 33 to 21. Points oh, that's 42 big. to 24. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, you know blocks. what Auburn is averaging in bench points up to this game and that losing streak? Eight. Yep. Eight points. Is that right? Yep. Eight yep. points. Off Auburn the more blocks, they had more steals, more assists. I mean, everything. It was just, it was a beatdown. It was a beatdown in every aspect of it. Gavin asked if the SEC tournament started today, where is Auburn sitting and who are we likely playing first? Gavin, I don't know how the bracket sets up, but Auburn would be fourth. Alabama would be your one. Tennessee would be your two. I'm sorry. Texas A&M would be your two. Right. Tennessee would be your three. Auburn would be your four. Kentucky who hasn't played yet, but still Auburn, I think still would have the tiebreaker. I don't know how or why. I don't know what that is, Daryl, but they're listed ahead of Kentucky. Um, they were listed ahead of Kentucky on the SEC standings going into tonight. So yeah, they would be the I'm, four I'm, seed. Who does Kentucky play tomorrow night? I thought they had a tough game. No, it's um, it's Mississippi State, I think. Yeah, I'll confirm that. In, in Starkville. Yeah, dude, the way Mississippi State's been playing, have they been they playing won well? Five in a row. Is that right? Mississippi State just beat Arkansas Saturday in Arkansas. Okay. So yeah, that ain't no that ain't no hostess cupcake tomorrow night. Yep, they beat LSU. They beat Missouri by eleven um, yep. on the fourth. Yeah, they beat a bad South Carolina team. Yeah, they okay, I'm with you. They beat TCU in that Big Twelve challenge too. Mm-hmm. Mississippi State did. So it ain't gonna yeah. be no cakewalk in the hump, baby. But you know, go yeah. go. So we're, pull, we're pulling for uh, Mississippi State. The other interesting yeah. one is tomorrow night we get Alabama and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And it's actually better for Auburn if Alabama beats Tennessee because then you would be tied with Tennessee. Tennessee would have the tiebreaker until you play at the end of the year. Well, you can get separation, talk- yeah. Yeah, but you're ju- you're talking about a chance to compete for, you know, a three, a three seed at the end of the year if you win. Well, that. I'll say this: isn't it fun when your Tuesday night game is behind you and you can go into Wednesday night with no anxiety? Yes. Nothing to worry about. You're getting that W is in your yes. back pocket, an impressive W, and you just watch the SEC slate with knowing that W is in your back pocket. I love it. I mean, it's like when it's like when Auburn plays its football games at eleven o'clock, and you get that big W, and you watch all those games in the afternoon and at night. It's just a great feeling as a sports fan, and we've needed that because last week sucked. So you think about that, and then the other thing with that game Wednesday. <laughs> Is if the scenario you're, if you're what you're talking about playing out between Tennessee and Alabama, then you're win win. Because I get it. If Tennessee loses, you're like, oh, you know, great. But you're if right. they don't, I'm still not going to be too upset if you get yeah. my Yeah. No. What? Yeah. I got. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Um, Lucio. Lucio says. Lucio. Auburn is uh, two and forty-seven all time at Rupp. There's another chance to make history. Yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah, that would that's be, a great point. Yeah, that'd be great, Lucio. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome. I think the last time they won at Rupp, somebody who's in this chat that's an Auburn historian is the year I moved here. I think it was 19. 
it was like 1988, the John Kaler shot at the buzzer at Ruff. And wow. Kentucky, okay. I think, was ranked number one when it happened. So I think it's been that long. So whoever threw that stat up, let us know if that's correct. Uh, yeah. Christy says, never root for Bammers ever. Sorry. Yeah, you're probably right, Christy. I'm sorry. I'm just saying it's better for Auburn seeding. It's win-win. It's win-win. Let's just look at it that way. It's a, yeah, I'm not it's saying you got to root for anybody. I'm just saying Auburn's outcome. in a better spot. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joseph says Mississippi State is currently one of Lenardi's last four in. Kentucky is one of the last, uh, first four out. That game will be wild. Uh, I didn't. I didn't realize Mississippi State was trending. I'm just. I'm not. I'm just going to be real with you. I didn't realize that. So that's great. That's great. That's great. Go Cowbells. Uh, cool. We'll stay for a few more minutes, guys. If you want to put um, this is too much fun, right? This is too much yeah. fun. Yeah, we're still bugging. So, kind of keep coming through in the in the comments if you guys want to chime in on anything exciting. Some of the stat lines, though. I mean, uh, Janai eight of thirteen, Alan Flanagan six of seven from the floor, KD five of nine from the floor, Leo Berman three of four. Yes, please. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Um, I mean, it's just what a what a stinking great game. I mean, just Leo Berman tonight. Another again, I look at like little small things during a game, especially when you got a blowout like this. You, Leo Berman's not that yeah. small. No, he missed a mid range shot. Cardwell got the rebound, and he was smart enough to say, "No one's on me," and he stepped back behind the three point line. Yep. Cardwell smart enough with the offensive rebound. Outlet's pass, bang, hit the three, night-night, drive home safely. Bruce's boys says we need to see more of stretch. He's been waiting on the bench to tear it up. I love stretch. I don't know how you could know that. (laughs) I think you put stretch in if uh, you've got to get a nice hard foul. Right? Go play him. Go play hard defense on him and let him know you're in the game. That's what you do with stretch. Yep. Uh, Final four team was seven and seven after a 30 point loss at Rupp, then won in Athens and never lost again until. Yeah, that Athens game. That's what I was talking about. That game, Kentucky absolutely drilled us. And then Almer went on the road. All the talk was. Last four in, last four out. They won on a Chuma Kiki three, and that just propelled them. And they never lost again until the final four, until Virginia. Jerry Rice is back. Jerry Bruce trusted those guys to finish the game in the last couple minutes. Tells you the confidence he has in some of those guys. You you talking about about the reserve guys? No, he, he left some of the starters in what people feel like was probably pretty late with two minutes left, three minutes left. That was all about establishing, in my opinion, some confidence and swagger back again. That's what that was. Oh, I see. Like Feel good. Feel mm-hmm. good. Feelings coming off the floor. That's what that was. That's right. Uh, War Eagle Wyoming says, if we finish three and two, are we happy with that? Everybody kind of let, let's go over this now. Let's do this okay. again. And in the live chat, share what you think Auburn's record over the last five games will be. A lot of you said 0-6 Saturday. A lot of you said 0-6 or 1-5. and 
And if you said that, I need you to take responsibility for it. Just kidding. You don't have to. I don't care. But looking at the last five games now, you go to Vandy. There. You go to okay. Vandy. Uh, I, I think they're going to win that game. Okay. All miss at home. Most winnable game left on the schedule. Agreed? Win. Yep. Lexington. You go to Lexington. That's the swing game. I think they beat Tennessee at home, and I think they lose to Alabama on the road. And I think the difference between going five and one and four and two is rough. Got it. Got it. Uh, yep. Donnie says, <laughs> I can't believe Jerry Rice is watching this. It's just, it, I, I get so freaked out. The Jerry Rice. It's incredible. Donnie says four and one. Sadie says four and one. James says, James says five and one. There's only five games, James. Wes says four and one. Lucio says five and one. Lucio, there's only four games. There's only five games. Uh, Scandalous says three and two. <laughs> James Chris, just says 44. I don't <laughs> Christy, Christy's got to get a little more uh, belief in the boys. She says two and three. Christy, who are the three losses? I'm Come curious. On, Christy. I we got to have three. And two I assume Christie's three losses are at Bama, at Kentucky, and Tennessee, and Tennessee at home. I mean, if that happened, I don't know if I would be shocked to Christie's credit. Yeah, I think right now three and two is very, very doable and very, you know, that three and two seems really, really uh, comfortable with that right now. And, and that means we went four and two through those last six. So um, that's all that, that gets you at what? 11 and seven, 21 and 10. I would take it. Stewart has us going six and oh, I love it. I hear you, Stewart. I love it. I love it. Any other? Yeah. So Stewart needs to rub off on Christy a little bit. She's, she's bringing, no, she's don't touch Christy. Nobody's touching. Well, Christy. I, I, I didn't <laughs> You're killing me. Gonna say something about my cereal choice, and then you can come out. <laughs> no, Fruit Loops one. are great. Fruit Loops are a, a top three cereal. You can joke all you want. You can go into my cupboard right now, and I have them. So that's not. I love. I Fruit believe, Loops. dude. I have Fruit Loops too. I'm not. They I'm not hating on Fruit Loops cereal. I love them. That's good. That's great. Yeah. I, I think Fruit Loops are awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Sugary snack. Okay, all right. I think I think we're wrapping it up, folks. Thank you so much to Henry's Service Company for uh, for allowing us to do this every single yes. post game. Um, obviously, they're a lot more fun when we win. Uh, but still, thank you so much to Henry's Service Company for uh, for for doing this. Daryl, how can people give you some love, brother? Um, Dap sixty four ten on Twitter. Um, Saturday after the uh, Vandy game, we'll be back on again, and then Monday morning with our good friend Ben Taylor. On um, WANI, Auburn yep. Auburn this morning again, we, th we thank Henry Service Company, but in all seriousness, we joke around a lot. Thank you for everyone that listens to this, watches this, and jumps in the chat. It would be boring, and we couldn't do this if we didn't have participation. So thank you. Um, my mother pointing out that it is my wife's birthday. Happy oh, birthday, happy Leah. Birthday, Princess, There's Princess zero. Leah. Th there is a uh, nice. There's zero percent chance she's watching or listening, but that's okay. Um, and Wes pointing out that we are uh, a couple of sugary snacks on the mics. And I think we'll just leave it there. Thank you so much, Wes, for pointing 
that out. You can find all of my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.